Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got to the man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. As you can see, I'm back in the states, baby. I got the I got the background. I got the whole shabam going on right now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, glad to have you back. Glad to have you back, my brother. Let me get my my mic over here a little bit closer. You know, it's a little bit louder. Glad to have you back. How about that? Huh? It's uh, a little bit better. Yeah, that, that sounds crisp. Nice and crisp. Yeah. It, yeah, it's going to be back, JD. Um, three weeks was a, a long time. I think we talked about this before. I went off like, wow. I'm, I think you and I were trying to figure out the dates. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I guess I'm going to be going on for three weeks. It's a long time to be away. Um, it was nice to get away. Um, obviously, you know, just like being in Europe, you know, I was trying to go on Twitter. Really couldn't go on Twitter that much. Um, just to, everything was slower. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I, I kind of put my phone down a lot most of the time I was there, um, oh, yeah. which was kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, being away for three weeks is such a long time. It, it was like a couple of days before the end. I was like, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back home. I'm ready to, ready to get back to America. Um, also, <laughs> what I, what I got to say is one thing that, you know, we're Americans, you know, so we think everything we have is so much better here. And in a lot of ways it is, but it's also nice to see what we have versus what other countries have or don't have big thing. Um, water. When you go to uh, some of these countries, we went to a Mexican restaurant. We were in Budapest my last night there. You know, we wanted something yeah. quick to eat. Um, when you go to a Mexican restaurant in America, usually places you go, they give you chips complimentary, Right. And they continue to give you chips. They can continue to give you. We oh, went yeah. to this place, and this is what I noticed everywhere in, in Europe. I asked for a soda. Every time they refilled my soda, it was another. It was a new charge on the bill. It wasn't like a refill. It was literally a new charge. Um, but that, that was everything. Water. Every, it was a new charge. In the states really? they just refill, refill your water. That's it. Um, but yeah, the Mexican restaurant. Every time they came back to fill the chips, it was more like a, a new bill every time. The new bill. Yeah, the, the the sauces or the um, what do you call it? The uh, t- the the hot sauce. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the queso, really the hot sauce, all that was every time they refilled it, it was they added that to the bill. And that I, that was kind of a common thing I saw. Um also yeah. air, air conditioning, not that not that easy to find in uh, Europe and also ice. Not big on ice over there, I guess. <laughs> really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that you know what I, I've never I've never been over to Europe. Never have. Heard plenty of people going over talking about their experiences and you know, it, it, you know, everybody's different. Yeah. They are. Uh, but, I mean, it sounds like you had a great time. I mean, every time I spoke with you, you know, he's doing something, going and seeing some 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 beautiful history. Uh, you know, some of the, the, the great cultures of that area and uh, different eras. Uh, I think you, you were in all those things. You see me a couple of pictures, man. So, the, I mean, it's gorgeous, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, but you know how it is. You know, people prefer certain things. United States. Uh, I think you're happy to be back home, though, right? Oh yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing like your own bed. Like yeah. <laughs> sleeping in your own bed, I think, is such a under uh, uh, appreciated thing. Really, I mean, I I just if I have my own bed, I know I'm a knockout. Mm. If I go to places, man. The bed's not gonna be what I want it to be. Heck, half the time it's a problem just to get somebody who's six six, you know, half in it, you know, to 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 fit comfortably. So that's another issue. So I'm I'm actually going on vacation, uh, you know, in, in next weekend, and you know I can't wait. Uh, but I know it's going to be one of those things that okay, I got to take the things I need to take to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go other places and not be comfortable, man. You know, even in a, in a nice, nice, beautiful area, uh, you know, I still want to bring my own personal comfort with me. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I think um, as far as like going to places that, you know, for you, for, for a person of your size, like um, Austria, probably the whatever hotels, I'm sure everything there was everything there was bigger, it seemed like. Uh, but okay. apparently average height of a man in, in um, not Hungary, in Austria Obviously, we know Arnold Schwarzenegger's from there, but yeah. average height five eleven and a half for for Austrians, for men. That's okay. I mean, obviously you you exceed that, but that's a because yeah. what, what's our average in America five nine five eight. Yeah, the five nine. Well, I thought it was five ten. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, I, so yeah, still five eleven. I mean, that's still significant though, even a, like an inch. It's crazy. Five eleven, almost six foot. Yeah, so there's some big bodies over there, big people. Yeah. I noticed the uh, also me being five eight uh, guy. You, know, you notice these types of things, but um, and also people who maybe five eleven or six foot may seem like they're like six four, just because how short I am. But um, I noticed in in, in Budapest uh, or Hungary and in um, and in Austria, all like the security guards, like they the, like the whatever it's all like people in like their, their uh, the uniform and stuff, the um, the military or security guards. They all looked huge. They all looked like they were like rooted up like like Arnold. And may, maybe it's because we're Americans are Americans. We've watched so many movies, like eighties movies back in the yeah. day, where like all those like villains were like all like kind of like big and brawny. All- yeah, they were. I was huge. Bad guys, right? He's like, look at this big Joker. We're like, where'd they find him at? Right? They, they all like Ivan Drago's and, and, they, and they're like their uniforms and stuff. Like, oh my god! Like, oh, there you go. There's there's the, those movies didn't make it out of thin air. That's like that's that obviously comes from you know from something. Yeah. He is strong, strong one other. Look at him. Um, but you're right, though. I, I I had a good time, and yeah, 
every you know, every country offers something different. Um, but yeah, if you if you're going there, the one thing I'll say is um, be ready for the service. I, I, I don't know, just Europe in general was as I got to kind of notice from Spain to Italy um, to Austria and Hungary. When you go to restaurants, they they let you kind of do your thing. Like if you want, if you want to get your bill, if you want to get a refill, you need to go track your server down or, or waiter down. Um, in America, they do a good job of coming to you. Um, and I don't know. I think that's a, I think that because uh, in Europe, like the the tip is already yeah. the tip's already in the bill. Where in America, people are kind of earning that tip, right? They they want to get that twenty percent. Um, yeah. So like in Europe. That's fine. If you, you want somebody to come get me but in America, like, you know, our servers are, you know, always come to the table making sure we want, want everything. Um, so that's be, be ready for that. When I was in Spain, I didn't really get that. And my girlfriend was like, like, that's, that's kind of how it is in Europe. You know, just, if you want to be at the flag, I'm down. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's interesting. And then I noticed that throughout the trip, um, air conditioning, make sure the hotel you go to has air conditioning or Airbnb has air conditioning. Um, I was fortunate enough that all the places that we went had air conditioning. However, Ooh. wasn't some of the places weren't the air conditioning wasn't that good. It was maybe a little, it was my room was kind of a little humid, but make sure yeah. you uh, make sure you find a spot that's got air conditioning. My parents went to Lake Como for a day, and um, apparently the, the sights and everything was beautiful there, but their hotel or wherever they were staying did not have air conditioning, and uh, it was a long night. My dad said, <laughs> "Gracious, gracious." My goodness, yeah, that that that'd have been miserable, Oof. definitely. And we're Americans. We love our we love our AC. Yeah, we we, we love we, yes, we do. We love our comfort. We, we love you know being comfortable, mm -hmm. right? So, now nah, that's that's yeah. I, I'd, I'd have to find me somewhere that I know for a fact they had to have some air conditioning and stuff like that. Either that or jump in the lake, cool down. Yeah, I, guess, I guess. You had to do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or I, I saw someone was asking the, the front desk person for a fan because um, I guess the room wasn't room wasn't cold enough. It's like, hey, can we get a fan? Because uh, the room is pretty high, even though the air conditioning's on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, lots to love about Europe. Uh, very old place, so you got to see a lot of monuments and kind of see where everything. Lot, some of the Roman stuff, like in Spain, we saw some of the you know Roman yeah. bridges. You know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd been awesome. Yeah, really cool. Um, but like you said, no place like home. Now, as I get older, more and more, when I hear that song, like that 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 old Christmas song, there's no place like home for the holidays. Yeah, I understand now. You know, as I get older, I, I get I get I understand that you know, being away for three weeks. Like, yeah, I can't wait to be home. I, I I'm starting to get that more and more as I get older, JD. Well, man, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're enjoying home. I'm glad you're happy to be home. Uh, we're glad to see you back home. Believe me. Yes, sir. Uh, I told you, man, that one of the one of the episodes looked like you was in a hostage negotiation, and we didn't know where you were. <laughs> in a bunker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make sure you're okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I was in Budapest, so you know, you, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah. So uh, obviously, um. We're getting closer to training camp. I think we're like under just under twenty days. Um, so uh, Ooh, eight days, under twenty. Yeah, be here. I yeah can't be I, here. Can't wait. Can't wait to get into all those position battles. In a few weeks, we'll have a a nice little primer of the position battles to watch before the training camp. So um, yeah, we're, we're we're almost here. Um, love it. Best time of the year. I, I can't. You know what? Uh, 
I'm going to get out there, I'm sure, for a couple of practices. I, I've got, I have to. I've got to. Uh, i got some things kind of in the works, and i got to work around my schedule to get out that way. But, man, I, I've got to get out there and go see, man, uh, some of these guys get after it. Uh, you know, it's always a great time, uh, you know, when you're up there in, uh, in uh, St. Joe, you know, seeing these guys, uh, you know, go at it and see the crowd uh, having a great time. So, no, I, I really can't wait, man. I really can't wait. So, yeah, and especially this year when we're so deep at so many positions where it's like I can't wait, like the receiver position. We don't know how many receivers we're going to hold, but you can make the argument, make it to go with eight, you know, like that. that's that. That's how deep we are. Um, and also there's, there's a lot of hype on certain guys. So is that hype actually going to materialize? You know, we're, we're going to find out, you know, no more hiding. Yeah, there, there's certain groups I'll spend some time with. Obviously, tight ends, of course, you know, go out there and looking at them and checking them out. But their wide receiver group, definitely want to see, want to see the DB group, uh, want to see the D-line group, okay, the new pass rushes and things that we have. Uh, running you know, backs. Line, so running backs, yeah, definitely running backs. You know, ooh, I'm like, okay. And, of course, you know, the QBs, I mean, that's just going to be just, you know, that, you know, Pat in itself is bringing the crowd to him. But, yeah, yeah it, it'll be good to see these battles. Definitely see these battles in, in camp. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. And we'll, we'll preview uh, some of the battles in, in a few weeks of, of what to watch. Um, but, uh, J.D., so big uh, – we usually talk about the GOAT conversation. That usually is Brady and Mahomes. That's what's been kind of the, the big thing in the last few years. So the new conversation that Michael Vick kind of prompted uh, this past week was uh, the GOAT conversation of head coaches. Oh, not okay. Tom, not Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, but similar because we got we got Bill Belichick – Against Andy Reid, so there you go. It's the, uh, okay. the the coaches of the goats, the the other goat conversation. Um, right, right. So, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, Michael Vick uh, weighed in on the matter on uh, Tyreek Hill's podcast. Uh, he was quoted as saying, "I was actually thinking this year, like after Andy won the Super Bowl, he only got two, but he went to like four or five NFC Championship games every year." Uh, y'all was in the AFC Championship game. He might be the greatest coach of all time. You don't have to win champ- championships to be considered. You know, I understand Belichick and Brady and that whole dynamic, but Coach Reed did it in Philly, and then he's doing it in KC. Um, the Fox Sports is calling Coward. Uh, also added to this, uh, put some numbers behind it, but uh, he he also said if you told me Andy Reed would coach six more years, I think the Belichick Andy Reed debate is on. Belichick's head coaching rec- career is tied to one player. Bill is nine games under 500 without Tom Brady. Andy uniquely had to wait longer for his legend, but once he got him, he won before him, and he's winning at a pace now greater than anybody. So, J.D., you got to play – you had Andy Reid as your uh, coach, um, so you got to spend more time with the guy than you know, I have or, you know, uh, Colin Coward has. But um, when you hear about this coaching debate and kind of as things continue to see, you know, uh, you know, Belichick's path without Brady, um, Andy with Mahomes, Andy with McNabb, Andy with Jeff Garcia's of the world. I mean, you, we've gotten to see a little bit of Andy Reid with every kind of guy, right, over the years. Um, and we've seen a success in the NFC and in the AFC. But what do you think about this coaching debate? Do you think there is a point to saying Andy Reid could be the GOAT? Uh, do I think there's a point to be made at it? Uh, sure, I think it could be in a conversation. Um, you know, just because of the, the obviously what Andy has been doing in the past few years, obviously with the winning with with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, 
uh, he, he's been doing a stellar job. He really has. And I, and I think that's kind of revamped his career as being back in the conversation as being one of the greatest coaches of all time. Uh, I think right now, uh, Belichick may have, uh, you know, the upper hand, obviously because of the Super Bowls that he has won. And so everybody's looking at the winner, right? You, I mean, you, you can't dispute what uh, Bill Belichick has done. So regardless if he's had Tom Brady or not, I mean, Andy Reid's had Patrick Mahomes, who's 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 won two for him, uh, or with him, put it that way, not for him, but but with him. Um, and so that's when you look at when you look at any type of offense and coaches and teams uh, that become dynasties or win, you know, a lot of championships. You know, usually takes somebody some continuity, and especially somebody that's throwing a football behind the helm to get these things done. Uh, Belichick has put together, compiled, you know, obviously a great defense around Tom Brady. Not taking anything away from Tom, because Tom has his greatness in himself. Uh, you know, to be able to run the offense the way he ran it effectively, and I'm talking about just putting pieces in. He had, he had different pieces, guys coming in, and it was, you know, plug and play, plug and play. It didn't matter who it was, plug and play, and it was winning. That defense, man, was an incredible defense with Belichick. So. That encompasses a coach, uh, you know, is putting the team together and, and making a team successful, helping a team become successful. That's what a, a coach does. And so Andy, because of his record, what he did in Philadelphia for uh, NFC Championship games, uh, go to the Super Bowl, uh, loses that, uh, come to Kansas City, uh, loses one, wins two. Uh, so Andy's in the conversation, man. But that, look, I think. This is the modern era. They talk about this is the modern era of coaching. Uh, there's some great coaches in the past that I think people have keep forgetting about. Yeah, you know their records. So, uh, I, I, they're because they're the ones that are coaching right now. Uh, these two guys uh, are definitely uh, at the head of the conversation uh, as goats of all time, uh, especially the, the years that they coach. But man, there's been some. Like I said, there's been some great coaches. Great coaches in the national football league. And I don't want to uh, take away from anybody else who's, who's been able to do things in their career. Right. So uh, we've seen legacies of, you know, San Fran, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cowboys doing a few things. I mean, you know, kind of back in the, in the days of Barty. I mean, come on. We, that's, but yeah, He's definitely in that conversation, and and Andy's been like I said, he's doing a tremendous job, man. He, he's been doing a tremendous job. He continues with his his success, then you got to sit there and say, well, look, Andy may be uh, the greatest coach of all time. And so if he, as long as he's winning, he's just winning Super Bowls, man. That's what you want to see. You want to see wins, and you want to see the uh, the winning percentage go up also too. So, and I know. Um... Many people, many of the talking heads always talk about how um, the Chiefs are good for football, um, for the NFL, um, because people like seeing offense, people like seeing high scoring, people like seeing the, the fun that we have, you know, the, the snow globes, all the stuff we always talk about, you know, a tight end coming under center to, 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 take, to be a QB sneak for a play. But um, I think the one thing that kind of stands out with, with Andy is the fact that, you know, obviously he's winning now, right? He's winning Super Bowls now. He didn't win, he didn't win Super Bowls with Philly. I mean, he got the NFC Championship games. But I, I think what's cool is he's been able to adapt as the NFL has changed and evolved. Um, yeah. But, like, 
early 2000s, I mean, NFL was still a very hard-hitting. It wasn't what it is now. I mean, you could see that it's a huge distinction from the time you played to what's go, what goes on now. It's That's why people say it's softer now, right? But yeah. even so, during those physical eras, Andy was still getting with four NFC Championship games. He was getting Philly far with the offense. I mean, the unique offenses he had, they weren't winning it. But now as the kind of NFL has evolved more towards the offensive side, and he's right there, been in the kind of thick of things. Now he's, you know, he's able to win, and it helps having Patrick Mahomes. But I think it's it's interesting to see how he has evolved in, in the, as a, as as the NFL has evolved. He's you know he's he's winning now, whereas Belichick, as the game has evolved, when you know we talk about his defenses, his defenses were great uh, early two thousands when the, the the Patriots dynasty really began. Um, but then once Brady's gone. And then that defense, I mean, he's still the same defensive genius. That team's really doesn't look the same, you know? I, I mean, I guess, and I, I guess as the, as the kind of the game's evolving that to more offensive stuff, it seems like the defense, the, the, the defensive minded things, kind of the way of the past, or I'm not saying defense is the way of the past, but it seems like that teams that are winning right now, the, the defense being, being a defensive minded coaches aren't winning the Super Bowls. It's the offensive uh, uh, minded guys. Look at McVay, Andy Reid, as far as more deep, uh, more recently, at least. Um, Bruce Arians. I mean, these are all last few years. It's all been offensive minded guys winning and the, the defensive coaches aren't winning the, the big ones anymore. Well, I think, you know, you know, okay, there's a point there, but also too, you got to realize that the, the teams that have been winning do have great defenses. You know, you have special guys. You know, the Rams have special guys. Aaron yeah. Donald, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, you know, uh, Leonard. You, you had to say the same thing out there with, with Tampa Bay. You know, the defense. The defense was was incredible, you know, playing against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And so Ty Bowles was, was the one running that defense. Yeah. So you, you definitely de- – defense has that role. They always talk about – Defense wins championships, and we know that was something back in the past, and it is still, it's still what's name, it's still vital today. Uh, it's just I think with Andy, because of his brilliance and his creativity, uh, it may overshadow our defense what they do. Our defense did a, a tremendous job out there on the field, holding their own, and that's what you just need. You just and you knew with with the Chiefs, it's like okay, look, just keep it within range, okay. Keep it where Patrick Mahomes and the guys can get out there and start torching the defense that it doesn't get away from you. And that's what Pat Spags and those guys did. You know, they 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 might have been bending, but they didn't break. They did not break. So those guys came up big. They played when they needed to play big. And so and Andy was like, okay, now let me go to work. Now let me get Patrick and those guys out there to work. And so I think because of his genius uh, offensively, uh, Andy's able to to really, to really exploit defenses. In every aspect of the game, I, and I when I watch offense, I'm gonna give up same thing. I'm gonna shout out my Brett Tavo. Look, this offense when I was start watching it, 2021 Kansas City Chiefs third down offense. I'm watching, I'm looking at these plays, man, and I love what he compiled and put together. I'm looking at these plays, and, and it's, it's it's plays that we've ran before, but there's a creativity to it, right? And he's like, okay, look, I'm the mad scientist, and I got somebody who's going to be my Igor and put it out here and do it the way I wanted to do it, right? Maybe that's a bad analogy, but you, you y'all get what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, he's the magic man, and Andy Reid's he's the uh, he's the conductor, he's the conductor. So uh, Patrick's Beethoven, if you want, if you will. But 
hey, we understand that defenses have a place. You do need a great defense. San Francisco, the Eagles, they all got to where they got, they got to because of their defense. So you can't never count that out. I mean, these guys, I mean, we're talking about right here from winning, from being that close to being winners in, in, in games. It's just we just had a better offense. We just have better guys on our side. Our Joes is better than they Joes. So, so yeah, man. Uh, talking here is going to have a lot to say. They are. Uh, but, you know, when you start to talk, go conversation, you start parsing through things, looking at the full record, you know, taking it all in. Uh, you know, like I said, we can't discount uh, Belichick's brilliance, but also, too, Andy's right there nipping at his heels. And, and Belichick will probably be done in the next few years. I don't know. He's 71 years old. Andy's probably got another four or five. Hopefully, he's got another four or five, Eddie. Yeah, I know he loves winning Super Bowls, man. We, we're going to bring another one back this year. Keep running it back. Keep running it back. You keep your core guys here and healthy, keep running it back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm Andy Reid, as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, as long as you have Chris Jones, you you, you stay as long as you know, as long as they want you, you stay. There's no reason to, to, to get out of there. And I remember during the Super Bowl, I remember when everyone kept asking him, "Is this your last game?" He's getting really pissed off. You, you could at the beginning when they first when Bradshaw first brought it up to him, he kind of like chuckled. And then, like as the night went on, where every person kept asking about it, he was like, "Okay, like I've been asked this question all night. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm not retiring." Yeah. Hey, uh, we, are you kicking me out of the building? I ain't ready to go. Shoot, I mean, I just won this Joker. <laughs> you want me to leave now? Shoot, I'm enjoying my wins. I, I'm, I'm enjoying my uh, more wins. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep winning. How about that? So I'm gonna, you know, solidify my name uh, etched in uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. One of the greatest and brilliant creative minds offensively of all time. I, this is what I'm doing. I'm cementing my legacy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm shoot, Andy ought to do that. Why not? Why not? Shoot, ain't nothing else to do except go fishing. Shoot. Go on and use that mind, Andy. He loves being around the guys. The guys love being around him. Uh man, he he's the guy to be with right now in the NFL. He really is. So uh you know, we got all these new guys coming up. Hey, man, Andy Reid is taking them. He's showing them how it's done. Showing them. And also with Andy Reid, bring that up as, as he's the guy to, to to be with. Another another sect of this whole Belichick versus Andy Reid um, conversation is coaching tree. Look at the coaching tree. I mean, look at the guys who have come from Andy Reid's uh, or, I mean, some would argue it's the it comes from the Mike Holmgren coaching tree, not the Andy Reid coaching tree. But I mean, look at look, all the guys who've come from Andy Andy Reid's um, uh, coaching tree, and then also now, and people want to say oh, it's Patrick Mahomes based, but like everyone, want, like, look, Mike Kafka, you know, he was our quarterbacks coach, he nipped in uh, uh, an OC in New York. Um, so many guys that they want to have a piece of what Andy Reid's guy, you know. Nagy became a head coach uh, after what, two years as an OC with us. Doug Peterson became a head coach. I mean, just look, even just in the chief days, just look at all these guys who've gotten jobs from this. I mean, not to mention yeah. when, when, you, when you were there in Philadelphia, all those guys became head coaches. Yeah, John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott. Uh, you know, I mean, shoot, I mean, you can name them. Brad Childress, you know, so we can we can go up and down the board, you know. And, and Belichick had it, you know, you look at his, his tree. They haven't been quite as successful yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on this side of it. Uh, so, 
But those guys are defensive guys. All the other guys, well, you know, Dermot and, and Harbaugh, you know, those guys, brilliant guys in the right. They are, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, I, I think you got a great point there. You got a great point. Yeah. Bearing fruit is what that is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you set him up for success. You know, they, they they saw the winning ways of Andy and and all these guys. You know, have gone on and become successful uh, head coaches for the most part. So, so the way the statement said, if, if Andy continues to win, he wins one more. The conversation has to be serious, right? Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Hurst said, "Yeah, look, if he coaches for another five to six years, and he he racks off about three or four of them in that five to six year period." Absolutely has to be in that shoe, without a doubt. It's not, I, at that at that moment, I think yes, yeah, no doubt about it, right? Just no doubt. Yeah, I mean, Belichick because of his Super Bowl wins, that's you know that's what you got to look at. Everybody's gonna look at that. So yes, six more years and he wins three more. So that's yeah, the last three years, so nine years, so. So three more to that with five, five and nine years. Of course, of course, the goat conversation or or the the goat. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That that's actually a ridiculous statement. Vic saying that you could say he's a goat now. That's where like you know that's where you can have the, the kind of the debate. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. You know, hey, like, hey, man, there's a lot of great coaches out there. I get it. And you know, and the thing is, uh, uh, you know, and, and Mike, man, he's got affinity for 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 Andy, yeah. right? Like you said, he he brought him in, in in Philadelphia when nobody else really wanted him. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, and so Andy picked him up. He's like, man, come on, I want you up here. And so Vic, man, is paying homage to Andy Reid yeah. as he should, as he should. So I'm not you know necessarily disagree with Mike. I'm just like, hey man, you know, he's, he's put a little bit more work. You know, we know he's in there. We know he's there. We know he's right there in the same breath conversation. Can't leave him out. So, yeah. Um, and Mike Fick was also he was an, a summer intern uh, to the co- the coaching internship thing a couple of years ago with the uh, with the Chiefs too. So he's also got he's got a little bit of that with. Uh, it, it, there's obviously a lot of love there between the two of them. Um, but, but one thing that gets mentioned a lot with Belichick's that you know what he's looked like without Brady in the last few years. Um, or what his teams have looked like without Tom Brady making the whole distinction. Oh, was it a Belichick or was it Brady? That's its own thing. But looking yeah. at Andy, something he gets credited for is the fact that whatever situation he's had for the most part in his career, he's been able to make do. I mean, looking with the chief situation, you know, before Patrick Mahomes, you had Alex Smith, um, you had games where you had uh, Matt Moore, Nick Foles, and then you had Patrick Mahomes, and then you have Chad Henney. Um, who comes in and, and looks good for uh, in the playoffs. But um, going to the Philly, Don McNabb, um, Mike Vick, you mentioned, uh, Kevin Cobb, who they made look fantastic, uh, A.J. Philly, and uh, I, really, yeah. I believe it was the, was the 2002 or 2003 season where Philly had to come in, and I believe he went like won four or five straight games, and they clinched the, the one seed in the, in the NFC. So, like, oh, yeah. he's he, – Jeff Garcia, when everyone thought Jeff Garcia was done – he came to Philadelphia, won some big games for them. So, like, he's been able to do it with Alex Smith. a lot, a plethora, a good plethora of quarterbacks. Some who mm-hmm. a lot of teams thought were done, but no, he made them. You know, I don't know if he made them look good, but like the offenses that he provided around these guys. I mean, he that's but that that's the genius of, of Andy Reid. That's the offensive mind. Belichick's a defensive guy. Yeah, and so it did. They just happen to be they, they, they go well together. Uh, with Tom Brady, you know, 
he had a guy on the offensive side that could that could carry that weight for him. Uh, Josh Daniels and them guys did a good job kind of getting those guys in, in, in different positions. So I think that's that's what it was. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the genius of Andy. It's the genius of Andy, man. So. JD, everybody who knows and watches the show and listens to the show knows you're a big time NFL enthusiast. Obviously, you played in the league, but you're a fan. You're you're a fan at heart. Um, who would you say? You mentioned some of the, the old the the uh, the old school guys. Who who would you who, who would you have as far as somebody that you put up there with the uh, as the goat? I know I, I know oh. we're talking about the, the the recent guys, but like you said, the NFL goes way back. Who who would be some guys you you would want to throw up there as as your personal goat? Uh, you know, I, I think you had to look at you know guys like like Joe Gibbs. You had to look at uh, Bill Walsh. You had to look at guys like obviously Vince Lombardi. Uh, you know, Tom Landry had a great uh, you know successful career. Uh, so we look at high coaches percentages. Uh, who was who else was I? That was I was looking at somebody else earlier because me, you know, me and Chad was having this conversation uh, about this. Oh, Chuck Noll, right? I mean, Chuck Noll, you know, with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and so Don Shula, you know. I mean, so we, there's some there's some some really good names that that's in the conversation. What's going on? Uh, guys winning multiple championships. Uh, so that's that's what I that's the names I'm talking about right and these these are names that a lot of young guys don't really know didn't really know anything about it they also different areas stuff like well shoot everything is you know geared toward whatever area you're in if you're dominating in it heck I was I told you even shoot John Madden nobody realized you know John Madden how how, how much but he was kicking oh yeah you know when he was coach so uh, you know so all those winning percentages all those different things matter uh so you know, there are great coaches out there, man. Great coaches out there, no doubt about it. Yeah. The one thing with, with Madden, if I remember correctly, he had a high winning percentage, one of uh, the highest winning percentages of all time, but yes. only one ring to speak for it, which is just interesting. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's why it's so hard winning championships. That's that's a tough thing to man. When I'm telling you, tough thing to obtain. That's the difference, you know, and everybody's looking at the winner. That's that's what makes Belichick like okay, because of the rings, right? Yeah. It's the whole that's the whole Jordan and and, and LeBron talk in yeah. the conversation. What's the rings? He got to go over here to win it with certain guys and stuff. And he, so you know, it's always going to be those conversation, right? They only you know sometimes my brother, you know, Kobe Bryant's not in the comp. Why y'all ain't putting Kobe in there, right? True. Or you know, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Magical, any of those guys. So, so yeah, man. It's you know you just got to look at for what it is, winning percentage, uh, playoff wins, Super Bowls, all those things, changing coaching tree, all of that, all of those things, uh, you know, come in consideration. And he's definitely in that at, at, at the top guys. He's in the top list of guys in those names, and he's swirling right in it, right. One day you may pull one guy out, another guy comes out. This one right here, so yeah, uh, yeah. And in thirty years' time, there'll be probably probably two other names that what we know that we're not even thinking about right now. Who will be the people will be talking about potentially the next go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, for Belichick, it's going to be hard, like you said, for the who he has right now. 
team hadn't been looking good for the last few years, man. He's falling behind. Yeah. So this is Andy's time to go ahead and, and overtake that to be guy to be that guy. So. Yeah, I mean well, that, that the whole thing they had last year. I mean, I, I, I think that's one thing too because we were thinking about the current state of things, but like Belichick giving the offense to a, a a defensive guy last year to run the to run the offense. I mean, it's like what this is this is 2022. Like we're talking about how the how the games evolved. I mean that you're maybe a defensive guy, Bill, but like I mean, let's come on. You, you, it doesn't make any sense. That's arrogance. That, yeah. That's why it didn't make any sense. They, they always thought they were smarter than everybody else, right? When you have that, that prestige and you won that many games, it's like, oh, well, we have figured it out. We, You know, well, well this is going to work. Well, you know, y'all flailing now. Yeah, you know, shoot. They look like ducks out there. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Patriots used the musket or whatever they got, but they need to try something, too. Yeah, what's the, what's the old uh, Bill Bill Belichick motto? Find a way. They, they need to find a way to uh, play some offense this year. <laughs> yeah, the Bills is up there running that division right now. It's some tough, 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 tough sledding, tough sledding in that division. Tough division. Jets yes, now, Dolphins, yes. Bills. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's gonna be a gauntlet. Remember, every last year everyone was talking about the AFC West being the gauntlet. I think in the AFC you got that division's more of a gauntlet than ours. And yeah. uh, what do you call it? The 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 uh, the AFC AFC North as well. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. So yeah, so good good luck to uh, Bill and everybody in uh in the AFC East. <laughs> um. Okay. So the other big topic this week um was a continuation of the Super Bowl. Um. A little bit. You know, it's been about almost a, a half a year since the our Chiefs won the Super Bowl against the Eagles. But uh, a recent report indicated that the NFL blamed Super Bowl uh, the, the slippage of players in the Super Bowl. They're blaming it on the players for not using the proper cleats. So NFL not taking any responsibility for the for the field that the, the conditions of the field. Um, they're saying it was the players not changing their their cleats. Um, so they blame. Hold on, you, you said they blame the, the the players. They're blaming the, well, the players or the organizations for not having the proper cleats uh, during okay. the Super Bowl. All right. Okay. Um, so, so former Eagles uh, defense back uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who now plays for the Lions, uh, saw the report on social media and reacted, uh, mentioning that he changed out his cleats three different times during pregame warmups. Um, Gardner Johnson also uh, turned his focus to the Chiefs' O line, claiming that the Eagles' D line would smash them on legit grass, as he put it. Um, and just as a refresher to everybody who for, may have forgotten, KC, uh, our offensive line allowed zero sacks during the game. Um, and Orlando Brown famously put said zero sacks, put it on a T-shirt after the, the Super Bowl win, and he did just that at the, uh, the Super Bowl parade. Um, so, but this the funny thing about this, you know, as a sidebar to this, Ch- Chauncey Gardner Johnson plays for Detroit. We're playing them Week One, so this is like added like ammo, even though. Most of the, the 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 comments online was between uh, Orlando Brown and uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, neither of which play for those teams anymore, which is funny. But uh, what do you make about this story about the NFL saying that it's the players' fault for uh, not changing their cleats or not wearing the proper spikes? Uh, well, I'll say this: uh, I wouldn't necessarily put it on the players. Uh, obviously, they're going to say, "Well, you know, the the training staff or you know the manager is supposed to know." you know, what the field's going to look like. But if I'm not mistaken, this was like a kind of a prototypical field that they, 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 
they put together and grew and, you know, some back lab and, and you know, made it to look it was going to be the best type of field ever, the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, uh, you want everybody to adjust to this new uh, uh, type of fescue or whatever you had out there <laughs> to, to run in. But look, I get it. I understand it. You know, as a player, you know, you would always carry two or three different shoes, you know, and you, and you, you, your, uh, you know, your, your, your managers would say, Hey man, Hey, look, the field's going to be looking like this. You might want to have these cleats and stuff. So if you guys change from quarters to, you know, three quarters or whatever, and try to get that feel, then it happens. It happens in a game. So it, it happens every, you know, it happens almost every week pretty much because you just want to be comfortable. And sometimes one cleat may not be comfortable for you because if you're practicing on your field, then you got to go against, you know, in a, in a, in, you know, uh, uh, you know, opposing field that you don't really know. You got to carry two or three different cleats with you. So, Brad, look, both teams played on the field. From what I, I remember, right? Chiefs and Eagles both was on the field. Hello, I mean, is this thing on? Both teams played on the field that Sunday, okay? And if I look at it, I think the Chiefs' defense had two sacks, seven pressures. Two sacks. What happened to this this drawing out of of pass rushes and defense that the Chiefs' offensive line was supposed to see? I mean, the the, the Eagles' offensive line went chopped liver. They were talking about they might be the best offensive line in the game. I kept hearing that too as far as uh, argument, right? Heck, the Eagles went up on uh, the Chiefs early on, didn't they? It's back and forth. Jalen Hurts was doing his thing. They looked like they were going to be running around. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. Hey, guess what? PM 15 came back out second half with that little limp looking like the champion he is. And he was giving one for the Gipper. He was giving one for the Chiefs. He was giving one for the Warriors. That's what he was doing, baby. So, hey. And guess what he started doing? He was running on that defense all over the field. They couldn't catch him. You know, with his little, little limp, and he's getting around with, you know, the hips and stuff, and they couldn't they couldn't catch up to him. So both teams played on it. Uh, got Jalen Hurst down when they needed to. So don't start making excuses. Uh, if you got beat, you got beat. And when, when you start making excuses like that or you're saying things like that, oh, look at this. See, I told you this was going to – well, both teams had to deal with that. They both had to. So both teams dealing with uh, conditions that wasn't optimal. And whoever came out won. That's it. That's it. They used to say the same thing about turf. Oh, turf is going to make you faster. Well, shoot, I, the other team's playing on turf too. Uh-huh. Did we forget that? This is going to make us faster, not them faster? No, look, turf is going to make everybody faster, Right. So, I don't know, man. You, you keep saying these things that, look, and, and guys, sometimes just make you look bad. When you start doing things like that, it makes you look bad and look sad, too. So, hey, man, take the L. You know, move on from it. Just move on from it. Yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it doesn't make any sense because it's like Eagles players like Chauncey Garner-Johnson, they're making it seem like they were the only ones who had to play with this disadvantage. Well, both teams played on that field. Both teams had the opportunity to change the cleats. Um, 
don't know, may, maybe if you did change cleats, maybe the spikes you didn't weren't working out, or maybe change the brand. Maybe you were in Adidas, you should have worn Nike. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know, but like to to say like you were like the Eagles were you know had were disadvantaged. That's not, I mean that's not true because both teams had to play with the same exact disadvantage with playing on that field. And look, you can say look they had a great defensive line, a great pass rush, no doubt about it. But I think the Chiefs' offensive line knew what the task they had to do, what they had to uphold, and they they were focused. They were yeah. focused in on what they had to do. Okay, our offensive line is not chopped liver either. It just wasn't, and so we need to get away from that point. Like they were just going to go out there and just break the bank and just start getting sacks left or right on us. No, 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 sir, no, sir. Okay, so we can go all the way from left tackle to right tackle. Those guys did their job. Yeah, put it on a T-shirt, zero sacks, zero, okay? They got the job done, all right? People threw a lot of shade to OBJ. That's fine. Yeah, zero sacks. Joe Thune, zero sacks. Uh, uh, Creed, Humphrey, zero sacks. Trey Smith, zero sacks, okay? Uh, uh, my man, right tackle. I don't even I forget his name, right uh, Hey, who's on oh, the right um, not Schwartz. Um, he plays no. the Commanders now. Oh man! Oh, jeez! Uh, Eastern Michigan. Um, zero sacks. That's that's embarrassing. But zero sacks for him too. Okay. All right. And then they had great protection. The running backs did a good job of checking out, giving help if they needed to, to watch to make sure. And then Patrick Mahomes does his hat trick again. Does his abracadabra, hocus pocus. Next thing you know, I'm running down the field, and you know I'm hitting you over the head. I'm getting thirty or fifteen on the on, on, on running on you, and you wasn't seeing that. Okay, heck, if you ain't hold a guy down, the, you know Juju down there, it might be an, you know an issue. We don't want to talk about those things. Okay, so yeah. both of them had to play in other conditions, man. Yeah, don't forget about that. Andrew Wiley was the right tackle. Wiley, yeah, guy. Why don't we forget Wiley, man? Yeah. Andrew Wiley. Forget, sorry, Wiley. Big dog. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Zero sacks. Wiley, zero sacks, too. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Chiefs had two? Okay. We had two, yeah. And and, and they, they had seven pressures against the Chiefs. The Eagles passers had seven pressures against the Chiefs. Seven pressures. Yeah. Two sacks, seven pressures. I guess our defensive line was mediocre. They got two sacks. Yeah. They kept talking about how great the the Eagles' offensive line was, and they they are. This is, I mean, we're talking about these good, hell of a some guys. Yep. Hell of an offensive line, no doubt about it. Top in the NFL. They give up two. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully these Philadelphia players can get over it. Um, yeah, the season starting here very soon. Hopefully they can get over this. But it seems like uh, it's the other guys who really weren't playing in that game. Because uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, which is another sidebar here. So since he's plays for he plays for Detroit now, we play them week one of the season. Um, fellow uh, DB on Detroit, uh, Jerry Jacobs, uh, said he plans to shock the world when uh, – the Detroit Lions take on the Chiefs week one of the season. What do you, what do you make about uh, some of the, the hoopla from um, some of the added juice from uh, some of these Detroit Lions players for week one? They try to add juice, and, and it's like, they ain't doing it for me. 
It's not doing for me. So I get it, man. Try to try to in, in, inject juice where you can to get it drawn out. I just, you know, my mind and thought process still kind of the same. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to build it up. They're trying to build it up. That's fine. Ain't no problem with that. But, you know, shocking the world, try to pick it back off of that. You know, hey, you know, it's going to be a new season. That season's over. It's in the books. Them Zogers got rings, beautiful rings. Woo! Them Zogers look beautiful. Mm-hmm. You see it, man? The Hut set that thing off. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And guys deserve it, man. They worked hard the entire season. Best team in the NFL. And they showed it all season. You want to talk about the field. Come on, man. Get out of here. Uh, what, what's your um, – so the line for the week one game, just talking about the, the shock the world comment. And also I, we talked about this before, but shock the world. This isn't some mid-major school. This isn't like William and Mary playing Duke in the championship or, or, or during the season. Shock the world. No, this, there's 32 NFL teams. You're, you happen to be one of them. You're an up-and-coming team. It wouldn't shock the world. It's a ridiculous state, statement. Look, first game of the season, you know, if, if they play in a high level, you know, you can catch anybody in, any given Sunday. Let's just say that, any given Sunday. So would it be a shock? No, we know it's an up-and-coming team. We know Detroit is 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 well-coached. We got some guys up there, some players are doing a great job. We watch them uh, get better, you know, under Dan Campbell. And so, man – Shoot, we wanted it to be a great battle. We wanted it to be a great battle. Believe me, you come out there in Arrowhead, this is, you, you get ready. These suckers are going to try to take your neck off in Arrowhead. Believe me. You come up there and you start hearing, oh, and the cheese. And oh, man, it's going to be bearing down at first game. Yeah. This is right here, primetime TV. So. Uh, don't get your panties in a bunch. Don't piss down your leg. You come to Arrowhead, man, you better be ready. You better be ready. And they will. They'll be ready. So, so before a good game. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's better than that that Rams um Bills game that we that we had witnessed opening night last year. That was that was miserable to watch. That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Which turned out to be symbolic for the rest of the season for for the Rams, because that was brutal. Yeah, Rams just don't uh, star power like the Chiefs, man. And we were talking about guys on the team. Yeah. I mean, ain't nothing better than Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Andy Reid, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, and the whole crew, offense and defense. Everybody, it's just going to be a blast watching these guys get after it, man. Really. Yeah. Yeah, um, and one, one, the one thing that's gonna suck is we have to, we're gonna have to wait ten days to to watch the the Chiefs the, the, for week two because we play on Thursday, so we're gonna have to wait ten days. That's 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 gonna it's gonna it's gonna suck. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, it goes right right out the gate. We get to play right out the gate, and uh, the line has come out for that game. Um, last I checked, uh, the Chiefs were a six and a half point favorite against Detroit. Obviously, we have time to see how things manifest over training camp. You know. Right, right. Uh, but six and a half points to open up the season at home. The touchdown favorite. Gotta love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um so final topic, JD. Um, so with the obviously when the schedule came out, uh, we kinda wanted to let things simmer a little bit. And I think we had guests on the show, so we never really mm-hmm. got to talk about the schedule or 
to, to get our annual JD's prediction uh, of his game by game prediction um, that of the, of the preseason view of it. Um, what do you do? You want to give the fans any insight, or are, 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 are we are we still gonna, are we going to wait a little bit? Oh, look, man, it's too early. It's too early for that. Yeah, I think it's too early for all the predictions and stuff at this moment. Look, let guys get to camp. Let's if there's going to be more bodies coming to camp, you know, I, you know, let them get in, seeing some things. Uh, we'll get it. We'll wait on that. We'll wait on that. Okay. Uh, I just want the guy to get to camp healthy. That's it right now. You know, the prediction will come later. Uh, no doubt about it. I want to, you know, like I said, I don't get out there camp. I want to see these guys, how they look. So, you know, I might go to where it's undefeated season. You know, I'll get to camp. Like, oh, you know, they might lose too. I don't, you know, so we'll know. We'll know once we get there, we start seeing a little bit more of the, you know, the the the, the brew putting in together, you know, into the, to the sweetness, you know, of the Chiefs. So, uh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll wait on that. We'll 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 ease up on it, slow your roll, pump your brakes on this right now on the prediction, uh, but it will come. It will come. So yeah, that, that's fair. And I and I've seen a lot of people do the prediction stuff. It's like we've seen a lot of camp guys getting signed right before training camp or even during training camp that would probably maybe change people's opinions on how, how things would go. And especially you, we're going to do this right probably about a week before the, the regular season starts. So we're going to see potential injuries that may have happened um, on either you know, offensively, defensively, or even other teams we're going to play this year that could change a lot of things based on how we see stuff. So I like that we're, we're waiting, going to give it, giving it to give the people, the chief concerns fans an educated um, prediction. Yeah, listen, and there's a lot of good guys, running backs that don't have homes yet. There's a lot of some, there's some guys out there that don't have homes. Yep. So that's that's going to be key. It's going to be vital, you know, to this. Yeah, yeah, injury and all those different things. Yeah, man, it's just it's smart just to, to wait. Yeah. No rush. No rush. No rush. No rush or anything. Yeah. No rush. Um, all right, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. That does it for us. Uh, we hope you guys tune in next week for another Chief Concerns episode. Um, yeah, we're next week. We see each other. We're only going to be about that less than two weeks away from uh, from uh, the the real deal, Holyfield. The, uh, the 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 return to training camp, the return to actual Chiefs football. So, yeah, we're counting down, counting down, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It'll be a good time. Yes, sir. All right, my brother. Hey, great time, Chiefs Concerns, man. Y'all keep checking us out, all right? Still have some good stuff for y'all. Yes, sir. All right. Love you, J.D. We'll see you next week, everybody. Love you. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.